0: what's going on everyone i'm mike and i'm phoenix we're the turntable teachers and class is officially back in session what's going on my brother we're back chilling man
1: class is back baby class is (laughs) back get ready to get
0: schooled yo yes sir yes sir i am really excited for this episode of course last time if anyone's tuning back into the podcast welcome if you are just joining us now for the first time uh obviously follow us at turntable teachers on instagram and make sure you subscribe to our podcast on youtube and also uh any uh streaming service that you get your podcast spotify soundcloud apple music the whole nine all of them all, we're yeah, there yeah. all of them we're, we're all there. we're on all of them you don't have to just subscribe to all of them but subscribe to the one you use of course and uh, of course if you are just you know joining us in for the first time Phoenix is our co-host I am the other co-host and we are gonna be back uh, doing some more song reviews and this time I'm very excited to do these because and this is I guess Woo. kind of the the rebranding of this, because we used to do it as Boston Artists Review, so if you're like an old fan of the show and like you've been around for quite a while, you definitely seen these before. We re- we review the local artists and the local music and things like that. I- I'm going to be a little bit of a rebranding. I
1: came in yeah. and I had to bust the door down for everybody <laughs> from Massachusetts who's not from Boston. Yes, okay. exactly. So, All right. Yes.
0: So now this is the Massachusetts Music Review, not Boston. So we're doing just keeping it Massachusetts Music, which it kind of was that already. I was just calling it Boston, kind of being ignorant, I guess, because, of course, Boston is the the city of Massachusetts, but yeah, exactly. Like, we have to be more expansive (laughs) when we talk about music, especially with Massachusetts. So this is the first, I guess, real installment of Massachusetts Music Review. And if uh, you want to check out some other reviews that Phoenix and I have done, we did a couple of weeks ago, I would say, or maybe a month ago, we did a bunch of uh, brand new singles uh, on the national stage as well. So we, we, we try to mix it up. And of course, we wanted to get some Massachusetts-based stuff in here. So on this episode, we have seven tracks and the episode that we'll be dropping next week will be uh, another six. So we're definitely uh, going to be keeping this ball rolling as quickly as, uh, as we can roll these out. And uh, these songs are all from January, uh, the start of this year, in 2021, uh, up until about now. So we're calling it like the first quarter of uh, 2021, uh, you know, reviews. Definitely. So, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm excited. We've been uh, doing this, like I said, for, for quite a while, and um, I'm, I'm ready to go. You uh, you ready to jump into our first song? I'm in. I'm ready, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. So our first song is a Paper City Studios uh this artist, which Phoenix is also as well, so this will be a uh, kind of shameless plug. Shameless <laughs> exactly. And uh we got Jonas yeah. with motivation.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm chasing this dream. It's keeping me up at night. I'm in the studio working. Cause I see me a new life. They said that music won't worth it. Hold up. A- just watch know, how I take, take off. Away. Take off. Yeah. Take off. Mm. I don't wanna be famous, right. but some
0: niggas ain't need motivation so this is your boy Uh, i'd love to hear your thoughts on this track and also uh you know what so what so his role in in uh in paper city studios as well give us a little bit background on each of these artists as well
1: yeah for sure you know what i mean like Although there's relationships there, you know I'm going to keep it G. Like, this guy is trash. You feel me? Like, he can't hold the tone. <laughs> uh, uh, that's all jokes. Paper City, this is my guy. Uh, Jonas and Paper City Studios is kind of the studio thing we got in Holyoke. And uh, we're trying to collaborate with as many people in Western Mass as we can. And Jonas is our resident engineer. And he's also, uh, you know, a nasty MC uh, And in terms of like the role he plays, he kind of wears a bunch of different hats. Um, like I said, he's, a, he's an engineer, he's an artist, and aside from that, he's just also kind of part of the brains of what we got going on, you know what I mean? We, we all contribute, but definitely uh, Jonas has a heavy hand in it, and this motivation single, it was something that I've actually heard for months, and uh, and he kind of recorded, I think, the first time, like he recorded it when we initially opened the studio, somewhere around that time, I'm pretty sure. And it was kind oh, of wow. sitting in a vault for a while, until um, so he was ready to drop. And then he finally dropped, and uh, it got a, it got a, definitely a good reception. And I personally, I guess at this point, I'll just start getting into how I feel about the track. Um, I, I like the track a lot. I think uh, the beat and the musical direction that Jonas chose it was, is like super unique. Cause I think anybody, uh, upon first listening to that beat, like, I don't think anybody except Jonas could have brought it to that different kind of, uh, to this different kind of vibe the the track is called motivation. I don't know if I stated that already, but, uh, the, the gist of the chorus is too, like, I don't want to be famous, but right. some niggas out here need no motivation, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think that, that's kind of that's insightful you know what I mean you know what I mean because I think also it's just difficult or not difficult but it's a different relationship with me and Jonas because I know him personally and knowing Jonas personally he's definitely a guy who's invested into this music thing genuinely for his love of music and I think maybe you're able to get that impression too uh but just through the song lyrics you know what I mean a lot of a lot of it's just talking about like you know I'm staying up late in the studio, working, chilling, uh, and I don't even want to be famous, but I want to be motivated. So there's a lot of like, I want this, I want that, but I think the gist of it is like, I also I just want to do this music thing because I'm I'm very in love with this music thing, mm. um, and I don't know. I think that it just comes it comes across authentic. I think it uh, again the musical direction of it or just the musicality of it is unique and at a very high level. Uh, I think the vocals are dope. And it's kind of a it's kind of a laid back kind of vibe, uh, well, along with lyrics that you can kind you can still stick to, and I feel like are are still sticky and catchy in that way. So I thought it was a really dope track. I thought I think it has a great vibe to it. I definitely run it back. I think everybody should run it back. It's a product of Paper City, but I am biased, of course. So I'm definitely interested in
0: in what uh, what you thought about it, Mike. For sure, and just to, to preface this too, there's going to be other songs on this episode as well that I'm a little more closer with than you are as well. So there's going to be some bias right. on the other side as well. And then there's some songs here that you know uh, artists that we we don't know personally, but we know from Not Massachusetts. So so we have that nice mix. I think that's that's the good part about this this list that we have for this this episode. And it's only right, right, as
1: Massachusetts natives ourselves. Of of course, we like music. We have friends that make music. Some of us it's, make
0: music. Mean. yeah it, it, you know it, I mean? yeah it, yeah exactly we're just naturally we're both in the industry and in, in different ways of course but we're both in the music industry in massachusetts so of course like you know there's just going to be relationships that are, have been right had. that's just the way it is right so that, that's why that makes these you know it makes it great but also tricky at the same time so just getting to preface this like this is just, just our opinion of course of these songs like going forward like you know the, we encourage you guys to check these out yourself and you know obviously drop us a comment let us know what you guys think of these tracks Uh, But kind of going back to Jonas and motivation. So I agree with you with a lot of sentiments you you put down because I actually overall do like this track quite a bit. Uh, I love the instrumentation. I think mostly I think the violins are super beautiful and I love the mix of like the trap drums and stuff like that. I think he does a nice job of kind of eloquently blending both together with some like a hard hitting trap style track, but also like with these more kind of beautiful, lush. Um, You know, elements of of the beat. So I really enjoyed that part of it a ton from him. And I love the message as well. I think it's like, you know, he isn't really focused on, like you said, the fame aspect of it. He wants to just make music because he naturally just enjoys it and kind of like talking about him finding his own intrinsic motivation And like what you want out of your life instead of like these external like you know motivations like you know money girls cars whatever it is right like you know big house like that's not really like what he's claiming he's in it for he's going to continue doing it no matter what even if that stuff comes or at at any point or doesn't just depends but you know it, it really that i think the the message of it is really great and i think it's just good for anybody to hear whether they're in the music industry or any industry at all it's like you have to have a passion for what you're doing we've talked about that many times on this podcast so i definitely enjoy that aspect of the song for sure i think there's like a really cool melodic delivery that has a really awesome vibe just overall i think you had you had definitely mentioned that as well and i think if anybody that's listening to this right now likes uh like the cross between trap and a little bit of soul i think they'll definitely enjoy it even though he's not really singing on this it still has sort of a soulful vibe to it definitely um, almost has like a gospel-y vibe a little a bit, little like. bit i think the violins oh. really help with that or the strings whatever he whatever yeah. uh, the sample we use there and he's a talented dude like i mean let's just put it this way like he he's a jack of all trades he does a lot of different things clearly for you guys you know production and mixing mastering engineering and of course like being an artist so big big props to him there the one critique i will have with this track is i feel as though sometimes his v- vocals are a little bit monotone for me uh, that is just a, I think a very minor thing and it doesn't really take away from the overall uh, my enjoyment of this track because I have as well like you had mentioned been running it back quite a bit as well so you know overall I really do enjoy this one I think it's a, a really solid song from him I'm very curious to see where he goes next with his sound and uh, you know I know you guys have a lot in the vault ready to come and uh, yeah. come, come out and I'm excited for what you guys are doing I think you guys got a really cool uh, you know collective and We got a few more coming, uh, as well from paper city or even just the Western mass scene in general, That on this episode. And then of course the, the, the next one as well. But, uh, so we got a nice mix of Western Eastern Boston, all that. So in terms of what you guys are doing as a whole, like big props and, uh, yeah, Jonas, man, I, I, I dig the track. I I think it overall is something that I I definitely will be listening to the rest of 2021.
1: Same, same. And and I, I can, I can totally, uh, empathize with kind of what you're saying about the monotone vocals and which again i thought was uh i, I think is just also a unique decision to make because i think anybody else listening to that beat i think would have gotten a little bit just a different energy where he has he chose to go really laid back very laid i think back, it's really yeah. really strong in the chorus and that's also where the sh- the songwriting is really strong and i yep. can see wanting a little bit more of a variability or you know what I mean, or variation in the way that he delivers in some of the other places. So I can totally hear that one for sure. Yeah, and
0: that's just a personal, like, ch- like um, not choice, but like a personal, uh, just, you know, opinion of mine. Like, or pref- pre Thank you. Thank you. I needed that gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely a personal preference of mine, where this, this beat is so, and this instrumental is so dynamic. I would have just liked a little bit more dynamics in its vocals. But I, I yep. do agree with you as well, where the – the vocals in the hook are definitely that that was what captivated me the most about this song was uh he had some like high and low runs in that hook as well that i think were super catchy so that was really more or less what i what i liked most about his vocal delivery on this track so i'm glad you brought that up but yeah no overall i mean that's a very nitpicky thing i don't think that that it takes away from the overall that was just his approach to the track and that's fine Mm -hmm. like that's i i i i'm not not, not a bash yeah. whatsoever and, and you no know, we're course. keeping it g man we're keeping, keeping a g. it on. we're yeah, just being exactly. honest out here you exactly. know what i mean and if exactly.
1: jonas got a problem he could take it up with me you know <laughs> <laughs> i got you mike no I like
0: you. it should not take anything away from jonas like the, the man you guys gotta support this man uh obviously the song yeah. is linked in the description, so make sure you check it out and uh, i'm very excited to see what jonas cause coming next but this is, a, this is a really good start for him i think in 2021 definitely um I mean, I'll just, I
1: will guess, honestly, we're talking about a Paper City studio artist. I can just segue on to the next one. Let's do it. Because this is another one. Uh, this is Ish Aknor. Aknor. A- I'm Akinor. not going to lie. Yep. Thank you so much, Mike. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I, I struggle with the name. And this is actually no, a close no, friend of mine also. But we always just call him Ish in the studio. You can't right. But, so you but this is talking. Ish Aknor with Relapse.
0: Baby don't go too far. Come and realize, cause really I'm hooked like drugs. I ain't and not a paper
1: city studio artist, but a-, a friend. A friend of the studio, for sure. And another another person uh, representing for Western Mass, OD. Uh, and he came out with this track, Relapse. A-, a real kinda, you know, it's just a smooth guy, and he's talking about some smooth, smooth shit in this one too you know what i mean so definitely interested on on how you felt
0: about that mike let's let's go so opening track to his latest ep when feelings fade and Mm -hmm. so anyone that is if if you enjoy this song i encourage you to check out the full ep it's got like four tracks so it's definitely a digestible and um, accessible project and big shout out to DK, who did the production on this track in particular, and I believe yes, the last, the final DK. track as well. So, DK, he's a Turntable Teachers alumni. He's been on the show before. Of course, we've been putting on all his stuff uh, f- for sure. I even wrote uh, a piece for his li- uh, one of his latest singles, Reality. So, definitely with Ishaq Knorr, I love this song, man. Oh my goodness. I just, it, this is a song to me that really just shows the versatility of an artist like Ish and really I think the trajectory of where he could potentially go like I love his delivery on this especially in the hook I just think he has really great vocal talent in general like he can rap he does the like the croon thing very well and he can even hit some notes as a singer uh, especially on that hook and i think this overall the song it's smooth it just has a nice groove to it, it almost has like a latin music vibe to it as well i um, can hear it yeah very yeah. much so so i think dk did a nice job with those really slick guitars and the strings are super bright so overall man just the aesthetic of it's really great and then lyrically as well i love his just dichotomy or in his the way he portrays Uh, like the interpretation of a relapse. So like usually like I think this would signify like, you know, anyone thinks like, you know, when you're thinking relapse, you might think of, um, you know, like a drug addiction or some type of addiction or something that like, you know, would heighten that dopamine effect for you, whether it's like, you know, drugs, sex, whatever it is, and sort of giving into those feelings. But here it's almost like he's referring to a relapse as like people getting comfortable or like complacent with themselves, like, or with their life and how you can kind of like relapse into just that complacency. So it's not really as much, like, about, like, what you would normally think a relapse is like. Um, But then, of course, he, on the other hand, also mentions, like, in in his bars, like, you know, the comfort itself is something that's, like, safe and easy to fall back to. And then he's trying to, he's kind of conveying it over with this female and, you know, he's trying to, you know, convince her to take this leap of faith with his lifestyle as well. And I love the line in, in in the hook where he says something along the lines of, you know, while they're stuck in Massachusetts, we'd be skipping states. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, like, I, I was that, gonna say that one too for sure. Yeah, and just the way he delivers that bar is really dope. So, yeah, man. I, overall, I just I think that this song is a really good representation of of him, and I, and I'm really glad that there's an artist like him in Western Mass. I, I think he's I think he's only a matter of time before he really starts to get a lot of attraction and and, and attention. And uh, I know this EP got some pretty good praise out in Massachusetts and even else, like, outside of that as well. So um, out of the seven tracks we're going to do on this episode, uh, particularly, I think this is probably a favorite of mine. and definitely a highlight for sure. Cool. Cool. Yeah. No. Uh, so I, I got to say
1: it again. Ish Akinor. Because you know, I'm not here trying to uh, mispronounce anybody's names. And it's not like I'm not trying to put in the effort. Because this is definitely my man. So I want to give him the most respect. But it's just tough bro it's just tough uh i definitely love the beat dk went crazy on the beat the dk it's funny you say the the latin right dk go crazy it's funny you say the latin kind of feel there is like I, I couldn't put my uh couldn't put my finger on as to what it was but like the beat was just really really unique and i think kind of that latin thing there's uh and then also towards the end of the track kind of just jumping right now towards the end there's like it has that little outro it's like it sounds like a little dinner party Mm. which i thought added to the whole ambiance perfectly you know what i mean because it was like it it was something that was like you know it's like upbeat kind of sexy you feel me like but also uh kind of something that could and i'm gonna say this and this isn't uh insult at all it's like something that can also play in the background but you can also pay attention to like i, I don't know it added i think, I think you it's know what i mean that's where you i do right that's what yeah. i mean where it's like a real ambiance to it um i loved it a lot this man goes from rapping and singing back and forth so quickly so smoothly like it's it's ridiculous and I know. it's really impressive for sure and it shows that like He, you know, he's got chops for both, I think, like uh, whether it's just, you know, whether it's not maybe full out kind of classical singing or whatever. But it's uh, definitely super, super melodic and damn near close to some real professional singing. Um, And but the but the contrast and kind of like you said, the dichotomy and the duality of him just going from one sound to the other. It's like ish could high key high key ish can make a song featuring ish and it would sound like two different people you know what i mean if he yeah. made that decision <laughs> like point. and i i think that's definitely like you said it was a really good showcase of his versatility as an artist um i like the, i like how he added like at one of the verses at the end of the second verse i want to say or maybe like the first verse kind of adds like uh He added those little ad-libs that are like, oh, fuck, like, blah, blah, like, oh, you know, almost kind of including, like, what you think would be cut off at the end of a punch, of a punch-in, and I think that added some character there, you know, especially when he's, like, sounding so smooth all the time, kind of having that natural, organic little, like, slip-up, or, like, I don't even know, maybe it was completely intentional, but it added some character in there, and I, I, uh, I don't have, like, the timestamp as to where it is, but it's at the end of the second verse, I'm pretty sure, it's, uh, it's a smooth little ad-lib that just, I think, added some, like, well-needed uh, character that was, I don't know, again, like, natural, that felt organic. Because he's so crispy and smooth on the beat, bro. Like, sometimes it sounds like, damn, like, this might be just some real, it just sounds polished. You know what I mean? Very polished, which is which is great. And from me knowing Ish personally, he's very, very, uh, you know, I, I guess, the way he records is a very tedious kind of intricate process where he's definitely paying attention to the details. And I think that shows here. Um Yeah. But yeah, yeah man, it it was a solid track. And this is probably one of my favorite ish tracks. And I've, I've heard a lot of them where he goes crazy and he has a lot in the vault that I've had the pleasure of hearing too, that it goes crazy. And e- every day I think I hear his, uh his, his, I just hear him improve, um, and especially in terms of his rapping. Honestly, I think I think his pocket, where he sits comfortably and sounds also uh, the most confident, is in that melodic kind of croony, uh, you know, sound. But you know, the man can rap too. You feel me? Like the man can put words together, mm-hmm. you know. And I th- I think he's getting better and better at it with different kinds of punchlines and different flows and different kind of cadences when he's like just rapping because he has i think a multitude of different kinds of tones when he's singing and being melodic but I, I think his in his rapping bag he still has some way to go but he's clearly like digging for it and and he's showing a lot of um improvements along the way really quickly too so i'm definitely very very proud of this track very very dope shout out to yeah. ish
0: aknoor and this is, I think, I believe, I don't know if it was this song in particular, but one of his songs landed its, its way onto Gary Vee's playlist, which is super dope as well. Yeah, he's had a so couple like, of them, actually. No, he's had a couple oh, they, of them on Gary V's playlist. Yeah. So Gary Vee's in, like, so there's, like, put, when I say, like, he's getting national attention, like, people, like, are, like starting yeah. to come on to the fact that he's a good. And, that, and this is the type of artist where, like, you know, I, I love that he's from Massachusetts because we can, like, kind of call him our own. You know what I mean? Like, he's, I, yeah. I really enjoy you know just overall the song the ep's fantastic guys you would go check it out uh when feelings fade uh, i think this is one of the better like songs i've heard from massachusetts so far this year just kind of like if i was to put like a uh, you know uh, we, we probably will end up doing this honestly like a uh, you know a, a, a mid-year uh sort of list or review or whatever the case mm-hmm. um i would be stunned if this wasn't there put it that way yeah. from, from yeah, especially from massachusetts but uh speaking of another paper city studios artist or at least affiliate if you will and uh the man robbie malik who just dropped his debut project who is robbie malik so another one that you guys should totally check out especially if you like this song and the song that we're gonna review on today's episode is going to be his lead single to this album which was all my life yeah remember when they used to
1: say I'll never be a star now i let it ring hey time they wanna call don't care what you think about who you are
0: this is what it is. I don't care about what it was. So, uh, it. I guess we'll in start wrong. this song with you. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on uh, on All My Life? Banger.
1: Banger. It's, tight. it's a tight You song. know what I mean? It's, 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 it's not like a banger like, you know, play this at like the club where everybody's trying to, you know, shake it and go crazy. Mm. But it's a, it's a banger when you're in the car alone. You know, a banger when you're in the car maybe with a significant other a Mm -hmm. banger in the car maybe when you're missing a significant other (laughs) it's a banger in the car when you have no significant other it's it's (laughs) it's just it's tough man and so definitely it's shout out to robbie malik uh definitely go check out who's robbie malik the album uh this like mike said this is the lead single to it and the project from top to bottom is stacked man and Robbie you know we were talking about Ish with a polished sound the, Robbie's definitely another person in the area in Western Mass that has a very very polished sound and Homeboy has only been cultivating it for like a year max mm. you know what I mean He he's kind of just been uh, making his his debut on the scene in general and he's already jumped to like a debut album that sounds like very very professional I know him and uh again shout out to jonas him and jonas uh you know worked in tandem to get this thing together and they definitely put a lot of care into it and i think every track kind of uh every track shows that and including the all my life thing uh the all my life thing the all my life banger uh robbie has a real laid back kind of delivery on the track and it starts off laid back and i think that really sets the tone also for the rest of the track like uh especially when you hear his voice really clearly before a lot of the drums come in. And uh, I think it starts off kind of his uh, the storytelling of it kind of, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Like I said, a lot of it is a lot of it are some smooth kind of flexes about uh, whether it's girls he's had before or, or women he's still involved with. Um, and, And then a lot of it is also some like reflective, like, Damn! Look how and again, it feels very authentic. Just me knowing him personally, he he talks about you know how like how like his music and just him pursuing this in the past couple months or close to a year has already shifted his the world around him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? People Definitely. people are looking at him differently. He has certain friends that maybe he, he doesn't trust. Um, but it's all of it is like. all of it is very vivid to me i think with Mm. robbie's lyricism and that's what makes makes him really really special and then uh uh, aside from that i think the beat he chose is super fire has this these little afro kind of dance hall drums but Mm. a real dope laid back like the scissor sample in the background just sitting in the cut is so fire and i think like it's it's perfect because it the song doesn't have a feature, but it almost has that feature because I think Sizz's voice is obviously very distinguishable. Mm -hmm. um, But it's so faint, and it's just there for the melody in the back that Mm -hmm. I I think it really helps Robbie shine, um, but also makes the track more dynamic in the sense that you're hearing somebody else's voice faintly, and I I think it, uh, you know, I think it complements Robbie's voice well. Um, I, I think also Robbie has a... Uh, um, an amazing ability to kind of have that laid back uh, delivery, you know, and it's kind of similar, like, like we were talking about with Jonas, but I I think he has some, some ability where I think also it's the lyricism itself being so good that it's very vivid and I creates an emotional response and and also just the content of it is, uh, you know, backs up the delivery or it kind of calls for that delivery well. Like I I don't know if that's the best way to even articulate it, man, but he he it's tough. You know what I mean? This song is tough to me. I think it's it's kind of uh emotional but also braggadocious a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's got it's, it's got it, that it,
0: it's got both of those elements to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and I, I thought it was a really good I think this is a really good sum up of Robbie's style too and it was a perfect lead up for uh who's Robbie Malik which is also a great album title, honestly. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm interested in what,
0: what you thought. Definitely. So I will say this. I First of all, I think his voice is very unique, and that is one of the, I think, highlights for him just as, as an artist where um, he, if I heard his, his voice, I think it would be very recognizable. And our producer, Sam, so shout out Sam, who obviously, as you guys are watching this, listening to this, did all the, did all the production work, so big shout out to him. Uh, but there's a, a friend of his uh, who ended up reaching out to him uh, when I featured this song for A New Music Friday. And uh, a, a friend must have come, come across the page and, um, you know, heard the song and hit up Sam and said, yo, this, I found this from, from Scarfo's. Uh, um, that's my last name, if anyone didn't know that. Uh, from, from Scarfo's podcast, like, uh, or, or uh, page, like, this song's a banger. So even people that are unbiased yeah. that don't even know him are coming out and hearing this stuff so and, and listening to it I don't, I don't think he has quite the attention that like nationally that ish has at this point but i think the potential is just as much there as it is with ish and with with robbie and in many different ways because they have i think a very different style and a different delivery with their vocals yeah. and i think that's what makes robbie so unique in that aspect and what's I crazy love the...
1: sorry i'm so sorry to cut you off what's ridiculous no, no,
0: no, is i also know that
1: robbie and ish have something in the vault together Ooh. Robbie Andish. and ish I'm, and I'm just gonna leave it at that he tweeted about it too but I'm gonna leave it at that and it's tough it's so it's a cool it's an amazing combination and like tag team from some of the
0: you know most I think uh promising artists we got out here but I'll carry definitely. on for sure and I I'll definitely agree to your point as well of the dance hall reggaeton sounding beat uh, almost very tropical sounding and atmospheric. But yeah, has like still rooted in like almost like a lo-fi you know, uh, vibe to it. And I really, I, I just I really love the aesthetic. And I think I agree with you perfectly. I think that drowned out SZA vocal sample. Where if you really listen close, you can hear it. It's you might not on the first listen, but if you really listen closely, like couple listens, you'll start to really. It'll start to I think push itself a little bit to the forefront. Um, mm. and are enough that like it 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 actually adds something right it's it's not like really deeply embedded here so I think Jonas did a nice job with the mix on that and now having heard the full album I will say this I I don't think this is actually my favorite song which actually would be a testament to the project as a whole it, that this isn't, isn't even my favorite song from the project so I really urge people to go check out the project it's 10 songs I believe it's like it's only yeah it's barely a half an hour 29 minutes so it, again the, the runtime is there like you know, in terms of uh, accessibility, it's not super long. It's not going to drag you down. It's going to definitely leave you wanting more for sure. Definitely. Uh, my probably my favorite song on that's too long, but uh, you know, I definitely want to you know people too to long, check too it. Too long is great. Yo, so even good. the intro, man. Off. Oh, the intro is great too. I, I love the Everything. intro. It's great. I love this. Yeah, the, the the project itself is really good. But back to all my life, of course. Um, you know, it just it's got a nice relaxed, relaxing vibe to it. But I definitely and and his delivery as well. I, I almost. This is, I think, a, a moment where I'm going to almost be contradictory here. I think his more laid back delivery actually works super well in a song like this because, um, you know, he's all, it's almost like he's he's flowing so well, but it's almost like he's whispering it. You know what I mean? So you have mm-hmm. to like you, his delivery is whisper. So you really have to like li- really hear it, but it, it doesn't come off as a very aggressive or anything like that. Um, and of course, uh, I just really enjoy as well, like a lot of like the lyricism here where he's talking about people kind of doubting him and like his come up trying to prove people wrong and um, wanting this for his whole life and things like that. Um, I love the line where he says, uh, when the grass looked greener, you was on the other side and I never picked sides. When the sides. grass That's, looked greener, you was
1: like on the, the other side. <sighs> but I never <sighs> picked sides. I never picked, picked sides.
0: Like, yeah. No, 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 I but, That's uh, tough, bro. And, and I will say one more thing about Jonas and his production and, and the way he, there's a couple of parts right before the hook where he has like a little bit of an instrumental break and Robbie is really pushed to the forefront in the vocals. That is what I think that was a really cool effect from Jonas, like doing that, like really pushing the beat back a little bit, like really into the background and having Robbie be more like in the bridge. Uh, more -hmm. of the front and center so I really liked the the way that just again not to go back to Jonas continuously but like the the testament to his way of like mixing and engineering this whole this whole song so I really thoroughly like this song too I think it's only going to get more replayability from people as the summer months come along because I think it it has that type of just accessibility to the summer and the summer uh sort of just uh tones and things like that so No, this is summertime music for sure. It so, is summertime yeah. music one thousand percent. Yeah. So I, I, I highly recommend this one as well. Uh I don't want to sound too much like a broken record, but those the last three songs I think I would recommend as as uh, very much so. And uh this again, this Who's Robbie Malik project, you guys definitely gotta check it out. So again, linked in the description, but yeah and uh And this yeah. also
1: wraps up nicely. It's it's the the you guys gotta you know, I'll stop mentioning paper city paper city studios after this uh these are all uh paper city affiliates or artists and i'm very very excited for what we got going on cuz i definitely think we got a lot of different people in the in the uh in our bag you know what i mean and there's a lot of different styles so very excited very proud of Robbie too like we said uh, like we've said continuously go check out the rest of the album for sure and uh shout shout out to him man cuz he he's also worked hard to uh, supplement like all his music with visuals and mm. and and other things, and there's more visuals to come. So it's going to be just interesting and just entertaining to even watch him, you
0: know, continue. Definitely, definitely. And I and I've heard some of the uh, stuff that's in the vault as well. And I I will agree that it is uh it is it is really good stuff, guys. So definitely uh, make sure you tune back in and uh, you know follow all these guys on Instagram, keep up with their stuff, and definitely make sure that you're. Uh, you know, you're tuned into uh, upcoming releases because there's definitely great things to come. Uh, nice transition here. We have uh, Chad Kroger, I mean Johan Lennox. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 you don't Chad know that reference Kroger. If, if you don't yeah, if you don't know that reference, you got you, you didn't clearly hear the Johan Lennox episode that we just dropped a few weeks ago you definitely got to go check that out this man's an absolute legend doing some incredible incredible things like i don't want to give away too much about that episode you guys just got to go check that out after you hear this because definitely go check out the johan lennox feature interview episode that's so hard so yeah just i I was amazed actually walked away from that interview pretty pretty amazed he's he's a special special human being and, and special talent and he just dropped earlier in the year uh, his lead single to his upcoming project what do you want to be when you grow up this is phases with cousin Stiz. everybody's going
1: through their phases running through their own little mazes I don't really mind being aimless I don't have a plan but I'll fake it you said you might pick up and move trying to go
0: and of course as i mentioned lead single cousin Stiz" is one of the biggest names in massachusetts i mean he's up there with you know on, on the joiner millie's uh, michael christmas sort of like uh he's he's up in that in that threshold i would say maybe even maybe i would say out of all those guys he might be actually like uh, uh maybe a, a hair or two above in terms of popularity and, and sort of just accessibility with his stuff and the people he's worked with. But, it, and of course, if you, and then with Phases, particularly with this song, if you want to hear Johan get into really like crazy depth about this song, you want to hear it from the actual artist, definitely go check out that that uh, that episode because you'll, you'll definitely get the whole uh, the whole story behind it and, and everything like that. But You got some pers- crazy stories in there. He's, oh he's seen some stuff. He has, he has. He's he's seen some stuff. He's he's worked with some crazy In people. And a part of. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, working with Kanye West and Big Sean and, and just oh, no ID. Like, he's good friends with, with um, Vic Mensa, Mike Dean. It's really, really cool stuff, man. Guys, got to go check it out. And, of course, if you like this song, which I am absolutely – like, I'll just go off the – like, I'm absolutely obsessed with this song. Like, I can't stop freaking listening to it. I just – I love the instrumental. I think it's just the way he's able to, like – and of course, like his his background's in classical com- composition music, so the the song is just deeply textured, like very dark vibe, very dark strings and keys. He adds in some like winds as well into the mix. Um, he even includes like nighttime like samples, even like cricket samples in, in the background. And it's just really like uh, the instrumental depth to this song. Is really amazing, and then of course he has like kind of the the glue that holds it all together. These really awesome trap drums, so uh, and that make it very accessible as well to I think the the mainstream and contemporary music that's coming out now. And there's even some electric guitars that get added in with Stiz's verse. So it's just instrumentally, this song is just a lot going on. But mm-hmm. it's so that was what makes it so unique. And I think for him personally, he's one of the more. And I know he again he has more of a, a classical background. He's more of a composer. But he's very underrated even as a vocalist. And I think his voice is one of the most unique. You, you When you hear him talk as well, like, you hear him talk, you're like, oh, my God. Like, this guy, it's so distinct when he speaks. And I think just overall, the engineering of this whole song is just incredible. And, and really, the of course, uh, and then you get into the subject matter where he's talking about, like, people really going through these phases. And it kind of equates to you know people sort of avoiding kind of growing up and taking responsibility for their lives and sort of. Trying to think of these arbitrary things that maybe like look cool on the surface, but really just amounts to like avoiding like and and neglecting like the the really important parts of their lives. Like he was even talking a little bit like how, you know, people... Sometimes, you know, if, if, if they think uh, they need to kind of change their life, they, you know, they move or they go back to school or go study abroad or, or go abroad or travel or whatever. And he kind of has this, it's more questions than answers. He's more like, well, what are you trying to prove by doing that? And maybe the problem is you, if you're continuously doing this and you're not seeing any real results from your life changing from doing these things. So the song really just kind of, I think, forces you to like look in the mirror and Stiz kind of has that cool contrast where he's not really thinking about any of those things. He's more like very much in tune with like the now. And um, I think that it's really cool having that introspective duality of somebody that grew up in suburban Massachusetts, like Winchester, Massachusetts, where Johan grew up and then Dorchester where Stiz grew up. So that that I think with the song as well has a great sort of um, sort of just juxtaposition of the two. So. I am, of course I went off on this song because I'm infatuated with it, like (laughs) easily one of my favorite songs of the year from not only Massachusetts, just in general, one of my favorite songs that I've heard this year. And this man's album, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be legendary when it comes out this summer. So huge fan of this. Go check out the episode. But Phoenix what did you think about this song? And I know you have a little bit of a, a gripe with him, with the whole Benny Blanco thing, with people hearing that in the very beginning of this episode. With <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man.
1: Johan Lennox, me and him got beef. <laughs> me and Johan got beef, bro. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Johan, uh, well, one, I want to say, you reminded me that he's a producer as well. He made this beat, which is definitely impressive the beat is hard as, as fuck I'm <laughs> just gonna put it like that <laughs> it's funny. um johan you're a funny guy too you got a lot of personality brother all right you think you, you got jokes apparently uh, he's got a good dry humor, humor right right well what, oh, yeah. what we're all what we're referencing me and mike is a uh, comment that johan had left on one of our videos on instagram saying that when he scrolls past our videos when he sees me he he mistakes me for benny blanco which uh you know is you know i'll leave up to the listeners and the viewers about whether they think that's an apt comparison i personally think you know i'm I'm a good looking guy and not to not to say anything about benny blanco but i, I think he would be complimented if he someone said he looked like me you know what well, I, mean? Pe- I don't know about spoke. the other
0: way around the people spoke 88 percent said that yeah man you did that, Mike the, the, Mike the Instagram
1: stuff? polls, you know, I'm not with all the internet stuff <laughs> as I make this internet <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm not with all the internet stuff. I pick oh, issues when I when I look like at the internet. <laughs> and nah. But moving on from that, uh the phases, I really like uh the beat is amazing. The beat is so atmospheric and dark, especially in the opening. Mm. When those when those drums come in call them trap drums i kind of have them just noted down here as definitely notably up-tempo drums you know what i mean as as compared to i don't know if i get like a trap feel out of them but it's definitely faster and i can see where like you know to your point uh you know it has that it brings in the vibe of that the the modern sounding kind of hip-hop or just contemporary drums in hip-hop today versus like the cool atmospheric feel and like very original and unique of the beat like or like like you were saying the winds and the, the back it's it's all very dope and definitely i'm just going to steal what you're saying but it's very textured instrumental so I, I couldn't have put that better um and i i love i love his delivery i think like the, his kind of moody crooning like it's it's all and i definitely honestly like you see him and I feel like you don't expect him to have that kind of voice no. uh, but the voice has a presence to it that I think is really really enjoyable and, and you kind of you kind of are like you're listening to every word I feel like uh, while also being able to vibe and, and you know like you said it's kind of it's it's kind of a melancholy song especially with the with the subject matter of it and, and the way he's right. delivering it. While all kind, while all kind of veiled in these in in parts of these like modern sounds, because he sounds a little auto y here and there, and, mm-hmm. and, and the like you said the the drums come in, and with the cousin Stiz feature, I think adds a definitely a a good dynamic of like we're taking this in a hip hop direction mm-hmm. specifically. where I think if it was just Johan, it would have been more of a hip hop R and ish kind of mm-hmm. mix. Um, I I kind of I have this noted right here, and I, I hate doing this, but uh, I I guess I'm gonna do it anyways, just as in terms of like a descriptor for him. I, I he the only person that has a similar voice to him in my eyes is Saint John, and I don't know if you've heard a, a lot of Saint he, John. He's worked with Saint John. That's one of his the the plethora of artists. Oh, wait, he's worked Wait, that's with. right. No, he yeah. note he he talked about that, mm-hmm. didn't he? Yeah, 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 he yeah, yeah. So I hear that. That's. That's funny that I now I'm just remembering that. Well, thank you for uh reminding me, Mike. So, that's the that's the uh I can hear it um in terms of a similarity, but that is not to take away from the uniqueness of what he's doing and and the character that he has cuz uh especially with the video, I don't know if you saw the video, but uh, oh, of course. I had I also went and saw the video and I think um you know, just with his look and the vibe, it it goes together well. In this very mysterious, mystique kind of way, yeah. which which I think is perfect for what he was going with. And I think the cinematography or, or, you know, the the visual direction taken in the video fit perfectly. And this is where, you know, we're going to run into the first speed bump for me. You know what I mean? Because I'm here. This It's difficult because I'm an artist. You know what I mean? And I'm definitely I hate people being nitpicky about my shit. And I don't mean to be nitpicky about everybody else's shit, but I'm also trying to do be honest when I'm up here behind the mic and stuff. And uh, I, I wasn't really impressed with Cousin Stiz's feature, which is what I what I had to say. And I'm not gonna lie; like I think the uh, I think the rap feature was a good. Um, I, I think the rap feature is a good idea, but I think. For me, Stiz honestly didn't match the vibe uh, quite the way that I I would want a rapper to. And and I, you know, you're kind of talking about where you said, you know, uh, Johan's talking about phases and bringing up a lot of this different imagery about what things people go through. And it's uh, when Stiz comes in, I, I just think he comes in. It's it feels like he's coming in talking about himself, and like you said, it's the present. And maybe that's an intentional artist choice. But I feel like, honestly, to me, it came off as unrelated or or not as not as deeply, um, you know, connected to what Johan was talking about as as much as it could have been, especially because I feel like Johan put out a distinct vibe like there was I can see that vibe. And I can, uh, yeah. and I like I like Stiz. I, I don't I don't listen to him a lot, but I've always liked Stiz. And I you know I've heard about like you're saying Stiz is one of the guys from uh, Massachusetts that has the real national recognition. So I've heard about cousin Stiz since I was in eighth grade. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Hearing uh-huh. him uh, rap here and there. So like uh, it's not like I'm not familiar with his voice either. Uh, but when when he came on and when he cut on, I uh, I thought it wasn't. It didn't have a lot of presence, especially in the first half of it. Um, but I, I, think midway he kind of picks up the energy and, and the flows kind of change, and and then it gets and then it gets good, which again I, I enjoy and I think he's really good at. Like I th- I love Stiz's flows. I definitely think he has some wordplay and some cadences that are dope, and and that's what, again specifically with him, made me a little bit disappointed. Um, cause I feel like he has a dope voice. He can be melodic while also keeping it kind of gritty too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, but like I said, it picks up midway through and I enjoyed it. And then it, it felt like it trailed off at the end again. Like it, it even felt even in terms of like his vocal delivery, like it got a little bit softer and I don't know. And again, this is all personal preference and opinion. Uh, yeah. but all of it, all in all, didn't take away from my, the enjoyability of the track honestly um i really liked it and i don't know if you peeped there's like a one there's like one ad-lib or like one set of background vocals for like a second that has like this little prismizer sounding kind of thing at the end which i thought was really really dope um and like i said the music video is dope and i liked his vibe and i think visually stiz looked dope on the video and, and brought the same kind of energy um so all in all all in all definitely a solid track for me
0: yeah yeah And listen I, I actually understand your point with Stiz I I for sure out of the two of them think that Johan stole the show and I, I don't think Stiz really took away from Johan I don't think he also like triumphed him in terms of like their um you know their parts but I, I thought it, maybe I liked this feature a little bit better than you, just because I thought it was a little bit more of a change of pace uh, from what Johan was doing. So I, I liked, and then I also liked the fact that he was talking more about himself, actually, believe it or not, because I think Stiz was sort of going like against what Johan was saying. Right. Cause Johan's more talking about how, oh, like all these, everyone's like trying to go through all these phases and Stiz is like, I'm not man. Like I'm just doing my thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I actually yeah. thought that, the way in which he sort of commented of, upon Johan even though it was very different it, it still kind of was there was still a um, a link there or there was at least a cohesiveness somewhat but i do but i do from a from a perspective of that like seeing like i don't think it was the strongest stiz verse i'd ever heard or anything like that so i, I will i will say that but, I, yeah, I certainly do agree with the fact that Johan – like, I prefer Johan over Stiz, like, on this specific song. Like, no question about it. I thought Johan just did, did his yeah. thing thirty thousand percent like, Yeah, and it know, wasn't so. to
1: pin them against each other. Uh, True. I, I think True. just when you have such a, an amazing performance by Johan, obviously anybody who's featured on that, you want to feel the same thing. It, it doesn't have to be more, but you want it to at least be relatively equal
0: mm-hmm. in, in terms of the enjoyability of both of the, the verses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but either way, I mean, I think we both clearly enjoy. It. It's a great song. Obviously, let us know in the comments what you think. Obviously, the song is linked in the description, so make sure you check it out. And be on the lookout for his album. It's coming soon. This summer, he's going to probably come back on as well and do an album analysis episode for that. So I am, like, so excited for that. And just big shout-out to him, honestly, for his just time and transparency and his support of our show and what we're doing so i really appreciated uh, his time and everything that he's doing and and putting on for massachusetts he he wants to work with more massachusetts people as well like he he was talking a lot about that like how much he appreciates when he hears you know massachusetts artists doing their things so um you know really big shout out to him and and obviously go, go stream that uh that guest speaker episode that came out about two weeks ago and, and he's uh,
1: got jokes, man. He's got jokes and now even in my circle people are calling me Benny Blanco. <laughs> Robbie Malick was Johan.
0: R- Robbie Malik was even saying he's like now I can't unsee it or something like that. I was like, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. No, nah, people have okay. been calling me Blanco." <laughs> <laughs> now they're going to get you confused with Millies cuz Millies is Blanco.
1: <laughs> right. Right, dude. Yo, uh, hey. I ain't... Man, I'm Phoenix.
0: I'm Phoenix. <laughs> I'm Phoenix Rios So the next song we have here Is a turntable teachers affiliate And someone I've known for a very very long time This is my man Beliefs And he is a North Shore Massachusetts producer Specifically from Danvers Where I grew up And he was our very first guest speaker Of all time on this podcast and he had uh, he joined us as well for uh, he's doing uh, beats with B-Leafs. He was uh, doing some beat tutorials with us. And those are both uh, those two episodes are also out now if you're interested in being a producer yourself. And B-Leafs is somebody that is very rooted in old school hip hop. If you check out his uh, one of his projects from a couple years ago, uh, specifically, uh, it's called The Horizon he's got some really great guests as well like well-known names too like if you're a hip-hop head you'll enjoy that got artists like raekwon on there and millie's like who we've mentioned before oh he's word. Yeah, this is this shit's fire like i'm telling you right now it's really good he's got oh, l okay l, he's got l's on there he's got styles p on there uh there's a there's a oh, lot of shit on cue michael christmas this is it's, it's so he's got a great variety of like national like very like, oh i'm gonna great. have to go listen to more it's yeah so this so that album specifically is very different from the vibe of this track that we're talking about today and which is uh, intentions featuring shoddy g and alma cook
1: i've been holding you and holding out to become all i will be putting hearts and all aside been waiting from you on i've been throwing it outside with the best intention for things trying to find someone
0: Vocalist and Alma Cook is a Midwestern um, vocalist from Wisconsin. So, and the reason why I, I was the one that uh, picked this song in particular, of course, given that I'm, I'm familiar with him and, and and good friends with him, but I also picked this song as well because uh, this was part of a, a, a four pack that he put out uh, a couple weeks ago. And he had another song with Caskey and Teddy Andreas, which is a little bit more hip hop and old school, a big boom bap inspired. But I wanted to bring this one in because the vibe is very unique and different uh, from a lot of the other songs like that we have in the listing. So I wanted to get some variety in here. So, and I, and I personally, because I just really like the track as well, um, have a few critiques for of it. But I definitely, definitely enjoy the song. But I would love to hear first from you what you think of this song because, of course, like I don't, just mm-hmm. obviously, Tidbit, as you guys know, like I've, we've said this before on other song reviews, like phoenix and i don't talk about how we feel about these songs beforehand like this is all like i don't know how he feels he doesn't know how i feel That's right something. so definitely want to hear is your live thoughts <laughs> yes this is this is live live so uh we'll definitely <laughs> live hear reactions your <laughs> yeah, but
1: uh yeah so beliefs intentions featuring Shadi g and alma cook um i'm not gonna lie I, actually i'm looking forward more to hear mike's piece on it um because in in all reality i didn't walk away with a lot to say about it um and again this is with all respect um and clearly music is subjective this could be somebody's favorite song and i wouldn't wouldn't uh you know i wouldn't hold that against you but uh i really you know i liked the breathy vocals from Shadi g and alma cook i saw so they're both on it mm-hmm. to be honest i was kind of uh i was kind of i had some pr- problems kind of uh distinguishing like, one distinguishing from them. the other? Yeah. Yeah, you too. Okay, so I'm not At first so I'm not I alone did. on that. At first I did. Uh Yeah, so and that was kind of difficult for me, but I I think overall and also I had a little bit of problems understanding what the lyrics specifically were, but I didn't think that this was also in my opinion, and maybe I didn't hear it, you know, so that's why again I'm interested in what Mike's breakdown's going to be cuz I know he's going to pick up all of the details. But I I didn't really quite catch, I didn't grasp what the concept of the song was completely, Um, and although I didn't feel like that was 100% needed, because I do think a lot of this is like the vocal performance, like they have these cool, whispery, breathy vocals and a lot of cool falsettos for sure some beautiful falsetto like runs and stuff that that was definitely very very enjoyable um and there's a real soul-y kind of thing it it reminded me of kind of old sizza like i don't know if if you listen to yeah. Scizza before control she has a very very darker more breathy kind of uh delivery and, and that's what i got the vibes from this and, and it was definitely a vibe the 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 beat for me was uh, the star of the show for sure i thought uh, i i love the jazzy kind of instrumentation there but also with some like real real spacey r&b melody in the background um and and i thought i thought it was dope i thought it was dope it, it didn't give me like, like i said when you can't understand exactly what the vocalists are saying uh it doesn't give you a large feeling or it doesn't leave me Uh, with, like, a big concept to kind of hold on to uh, behind the song. Um, But, you know, the performances and for what they were doing in terms of uh, vocals, I thought they did that solid. And uh, I also felt like it was coherently dark and, Mm -hmm. like, moody throughout the whole thing, Mm -hmm. which I I also enjoyed. But, like I said, I want to know, is there something I'm not catching, Mike?
0: No, I, I, listen, I, I, I didn't think you had more to say about it than I thought you originally did. You said you didn't have a lot to say. <laughs> I think you said quite a bit. But I So in terms of the like subject matter, I, I kind of see your point. I, it took me a lot of listens to really understand what Shadi was saying because so really what Al, like when I distinguish the two, Shadi has that first verse and Alma really just kind of adds a lot of vocals within the hook. And they have like gotcha. a little bit of a back and forth. Uh, so you can tell Shadi's vocals are very, like, um, not drowned out or anything like that, but you can tell that they're a little bit distorted. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's her accent or if it was the actual, like, phys- like distortion on the actual, like, effect of, of her vocals in general. So I'm not 100% sure where that lies. I don't disagree that at first I was having a hard time with the, um, just, like, understanding what they were saying. But what I took away from this song, especially in the hook was that it's more of the song was more about just kind of navigating people that don't have good intentions for you and also on the opposite if people do have good intentions for you it doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship is going to work out like there's that concept of like oh well like they this person um you know does have good intentions for me and they they do care about me and, and that's all good and well but that doesn't necessarily indicate that the relationship's gonna like you know, be a beneficial Definitely. one or an ex uh, like a one that is mutually like a mutually beneficial. So that was really like the 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 meat or and potatoes even of like or yeah, healthy exactly. That's a great great way to describe it too. But in terms of that, like that's where I kind of got the subject matter. But I again, I, I hearing you say that I don't disagree that, that that the the concept isn't exactly fleshed out. And I think the runtime of the song has something to do with that. It's not a super long song. It's maybe like two, a little over two minutes, so it's not like. um you know, they both don't have like you know very like well thought out like verses. I think, but but for me personally, I I I agree, I agree with your sentiment though that I don't think that that was even really hundred percent the point because I actually really like just the aesthetic in general. That's what why I I really enjoy that piece of it. And I think this is a setting song. I don't think this is a song that you can go play, uh, like you know with like a group of people or it's a song where like you're gonna like play it at a at like a party or like a you know a gathering or whatever the case and like you're going to um like that people will tune in and enjoy it i think it's much more of a like very late night driving type song or like introspective like in your like just in your sort of space with this right like very late night That's in where your I room
1: with the christmas lights on maybe some incense going
0: yeah yeah i mean i have a i have a actually really cool thing it's like um i don't even know what you would call it but it's like this light where it like shines and it it, it makes it almost like it uh, looks like space and shit like that it's like there's like uh, mm. yeah you know, project- it's like a star- projector star- lights Yeah, like a projector, like a starlight projector or whatever. So like this would be a song where I would like throw on the projector light and like just vibe out to this song because I love just the the groovy. (laughs) Mike just throws
1: on the projector lights, you know what I mean? Yeah, dusts off the vinyl. <laughs>
0: exactly right. Yeah, you dust the, exactly. That's per- perfect. Perfect imagery there. But yeah, I, I love the like the hi hats and the drums. They have like a boom bap sound. because that. I mean, that's kind of has Beliefs' signature written all over it with that. And I love the funky sax sample because I'm a sucker for saxophones. Like that, That's part of it. And I like I think the the xylophone and um, sample on it as well really gives it like a very. Uh, distinct vibe as well, or a distinct mood, uh, because it's a lot, a lot brighter than the rest of like everything else. So it's very much, um, I think it just contrasts very well. So, and 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 the one thing I will say about Shadi G is, I think her, I think, and it's interesting because they both. It sometimes is a little bit hard at first to distinct them, but once you like, once you do distinguish the two of them, Shadi G has a very like high, like uniquely high vocal cadence, and I like how it actually fit the instrumental in the way that like. Beliefs utilizes that like breathy reverb on her voice. You had mentioned that as well, and um, Alma Cook's vocals feel a lot more strong than like strong sounding than Shadi. Shadi has more of I think like a light, um, really sort of touching sort of delivery. So that's I actually I actually once I di- was able to distinguish them, it's pre- like that stuck out to me more with like repeated listens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a, a, this is a song where the your setting matters and I think it'll hit it a different way depending upon that. So that's the only crit- like, what I say critique I have of this song and, of course, and I agree with some of your critiques as well. Um, and, and it's interesting because Be Leafs oftentimes doesn't do a lot of uh, songs like this. There's a couple on the horizon that are a little bit, Similar-ish, but I don't think he's ever gone completely this direction as as he has with this. So I love that he took a step outside of his comfort zone and a box to give us something like this. That's a little bit more different than what he's done in the past. Yeah, so, um, definitely.
1: I mean, you're saying he got stuff with Raekwon, Styles, P, you know, I and
0: mean? Like,
1: right? That's so. That's definitely a complete 180 from what this sounds like. So, yeah. Uh, if this is, you know, like. In the in the scope of like his discography, if if I'm going off of somebody that's producing for someone like a Raekwon
0: or a Styles P, this is definitely a departure from that. So for sure, for sure. So I think it ends even a little bit too. It speaks to you know again, like I said, his ability to jump outside his comfort zone and try something a little bit different. So I thought it was executed f- pretty well for the most part, and it's a song that I've been I've been dabbling back and forth with a lot. So. Um, I want to yeah I definitely wanted to hear your thoughts and you would even said you know because we did a lot of the national stuff uh on our last uh singles review and um you were mentioning that you again I, I was actually expecting that you weren't going to like this song so I'm actually glad that you you found some things <laughs> to kind of pull away from it that you like and because remember we were talking last time you were saying like you know even though I don't like it I want you to encourage me to give me more stuff that's out of my comfort zone and out of my yeah. taste because it gives just more of a you know, just yeah. a, an overall. So again, I wanted to d- diversify it as well. So this is, again, definitely. Um, I I like oh, what B-Leafs did. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh,
1: this is definitely no. in the, like the pocket of the kind of stuff. Like when I'm trying to experiment with my, with what I'm listening to, this is definitely something I go to. Like this is a dark moody jazzy hip hop R and B kind of thing. Like I said, comparing mm-hmm. it to an old SZA kind of vibe, which I loved a lot. And, and you know, I think you did put that really well. I think, I, you know, I've kind of gone through this three times, probably three listens where I was definitely uh, present for all of them and, and, you know, actively listening. But maybe I, I wasn't necessarily in a and honestly wasn't nighttime. You know what I mean? I think so this would definitely it. hit nighttime by myself. I'm rolling up a little something to end the night real <laughs> quick. You know what I mean? And, yep. and Mike's hitting me about recording on a podcast. I I, I decline. And because I'm having me time, you know, and I could I could see that definitely playing in to so yeah. how how I would how I would consume this and, and would probably make it a lot better. And like I said, um, I'm gonna go back to B Leafs, especially because you you was naming a whole bunch of whole bunch of MCs that
0: I'm I'm into. So it's shout legit. out to B Leafs, man. It's, it's legit. So again, this song is also linked in the description. Go make sure you check out The Horizon as well. It's his full-length project that he dropped about two years ago. That is, or yeah, about two and a half years ago now. But uh, just really awesome stuff from him. So definitely want to go check that one out. And moving on, we have two songs left in this episode. And this upcoming one is another Turntable Teachers Alumni. This is Dev Soder with one of his latest songs off of his brand new EP that's called The Ditta Tapes. I also highly recommend that. And this song is called Brainless. <laughs> Soda's track from the Yo,
1: Dev Soder. Shout out to you. Just followed me back on Instagram too. Not nice. gonna lie, that made my day. Because uh, I, I got put onto Dev Soder through your uh, last year's, the the, cum- the cumulative list of like the best songs hmm. from Massachusetts that you put yep. out. Yep. That's when I caught wind of Dev Soder from Mike and uh what was the song that you had on that list what? that was
0: hills which is also on the tapes. so that was the lead single for the uh the tapes. yeah mm-hmm.
1: and hills i enjoyed very very much i think so dev good. has a, a specific sound he has a specific voice and i, I think you know uh it's people like you know dev soda that like one also reminded me that, like, hip-hop has such a large influence in how people make music today, even with people who have what I what I can tell from Dev, especially after listening to Brainless, clearly has a palette that's not hip-hop exclusively. You oh, know definitely I mean? not. No um, way. But on Hills, he was kind of rapping. On Hills, mm. he was kind of rapping and, and getting into some cool, moody, like, introspective stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed Hills. And then there was a problem on streaming services where Hills was unavailable for me, but I think that's been, that that was been remedied since. But um, but so when I ha- saw this on the list, I was definitely looking forward to it. Um, first thing I saw was the cover art. I thought the cover art was really cool. A Little like almost like he looks like he's at a beach or in some sunny day with some t shirt over him. I don't know. It just looked cool. It, it like it fits his aesthetic, you know. And I think what I what I also like about Dev Soder is, is the aesthetic like he just seems like a chill laid back dude that I would like call up and be like bro like i don't know wanna go burn and <laughs> just like drive off in like a 70s like mystery van looking thing <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like maybe i'm going off the rails but with with this one like i like this this cuz this gave me like a beach almost like a beach hip hop kind of like not beach rock. And I don't even know if I know exactly what beach rock sounds like, but like this gave me like a, (laughs) maybe this (laughs) this gave me like a beachy hip hop funky, but poppy. And I saw that it was actually, he categorized it as a pop single like Mm. in, in, in the genre. Um, but it's definitely hip hop in there, you know what I mean and, and just oh, yeah the there's a lot he, he in there flows right right, right? Yeah. so in terms in of there. like the way he's flowing in there, um not just uh, like the songwriting, but as a you know as a vocalist himself, uh, he he definitely goes um he definitely has a wide range on this song yeah even even though it's so short. It's, I know, so I know. it's so short. Packed so much short. into that, like two minutes. Yeah, he did. He really brought me to like a couple different places, um, with with such a with a, such a short song. I got some lyrics written down here. Uh, I I really like you know kind of he reiterates like your friends really hate me. Who would have thought? You know what I mean? Uh, I like a lot of those, or, or like uh, he has a couple lines where it's you know like. I'm here, or something's happened, and who would have thought? And it's kind of like, it. Almost, he almost kind of says it like tongue in cheek, you know. It's like, and that's where I, I get this really laid back, nonchalant. Like, yo, this guy is emotional, but is keeping it cool, man. Like mm-hmm. he, he keeps cool it cat. cool, which, which, which I liked a lot. Um, I got another, I got another, uh, line. I've been chasing something that's faceless. That's mm-hmm. part of the hook. I really, really liked that bar. Um, I won't give you a dime. All I have is time, and you waste it. I wrote that's, that one down too. That's a bar. That's a that's bar. That's a bar. I won't yep. give you a dime because all I have is time, and you waste it. Again, it's like insightful, like uh, or profound kind of things. And again, so we talked about how he jumps from kind of flows. It sounds hip hoppy, but this is where it just sounds straight like songwriter, you know, and it's kind of like. It's it's almost kind of hidden by like how cool his his vocal melodies are. Yeah, and, and that's totally. what I love. You know, I love when the the sonics or and just the sounds on the surface of an artist is captivating, and then when you start to pay attention to the lyrics, they just add to that. So 100%. I I really enjoyed this, um, and like I said, uh, oh, he also has a real cool falsetto kind of delivery on the first half of the hook. Like we said, there's there's some range in this one minute and 50 second song. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like, but it's also catchy enough because it, it does have a hook that repeats. And I, at the end of it was like, damn, it's over. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I want I wanted some more. so yeah. And I, that's always a good thing, right? You want to leave them wanting more. So I guess he, he definitely he accomplished uh, that yeah accomplished that one thousand mm-hmm. percent and honestly it was so short that it repeated on my laptop when i was playing it through today for the last time um and i just like it just looped nicely and i was like yeah i will listen to this for another two minutes like <laughs> like what's that you got me tops? <laughs> yeah like i um so it was a really solid listen and like i said man I'm not. I'm not trying to say this is clouding my view, but he followed me back on Instagram. So clearly, he's a solid guy with an eye for good content. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, no. Uh, like I said, you put me on, Mike. So
0: shout out to you. And how do you feel about brainless? so i loved hills of course it was my number 14 song i think 14 or 13 one of those two uh it was in the very i was like the middle of the teens on um my top 20 massachusetts songs from last year and hills was the lead single for Didda tapes and i think brainless is actually the second single and the data tapes for anybody that hasn't heard it yet and also heard the um the guest speaker episode that we did with dev that was only maybe like a month ago if that. So definitely go check that out um I love this song though, man. Like, this is, Hills is probably my favorite still from that. Did it tapes, but like, Brainless is either like a close second or there's even a song on there. It's called Too Fast. It's really, really good too. Um, I just love the psychedelic, like, funky nature of this song. Like, the cool guitars and the bass at the forefront, just the overall personality of it. And I, I agree with a lot of the sentiments you had too. You You covered quite a bit that I was going to say, like, the, I love his vocal range, the high falsettos, the deep deeper like emotional notes that he hits like the lower tones. And he even like what I kind of get from like aesthetically and like arsonically I should say. Like I get he's very much like into um really like that Brockhampton bag that Dominic Fike bag you know if you will like those types of artists or even so much as to say go as far like if you hear certain songs from Andre 3000 speaker but uh, I love Below excuse me I even think there's a little bit of that too, like Ooh, with the funk. High it's praise
1: sort of, from from like Scarfo. You get now the outcast comparison. Oh, that's yes, high just, praise right there.
0: Just in terms of influence, I, I Dev. I'm sorry. I know I know Dev's gonna be definitely listening to this because he's he's very much a, a friend of the show. I'm not saying you're Andre 3000. So just, <laughs> let's just get that situated. No one is Andre 3000, in, in, in my book, yeah, and okay? that's not a not even a nothing you can
1: argue with. There's nothing you can do about Andre.
0: That. There's nobody's Andre. But I'm saying, in terms of the influence, I can kind of hear, or like, or not even influence, maybe like, maybe because he wasn't influenced by that potentially. I have no. But it's like a wide
1: palette. I can, I can yeah. hear that. Yeah, like someone I'm like Andre, who's not afraid to play with their vocals and still mm-hmm. sound hip hoppy. I I hear
0: that. Yeah, so I'm just more like, yeah, exactly. I'm more making the comparison of what he did on Love Below is a little bit similar to what Dev's doing here with this project in particular with a song like brainless and i just again i love the effects of like his vocals on this whole song and uh it's like you said it's just a song you kind of get lost in and even if it loops back you like you you almost don't recognize that it restarted because it loops back so perfectly and the, the the ep plays really well to that aesthetic as well and yeah like subject wise i really enjoy it too like feeling as if he like doesn't amount to who this girl like thinks that he should be or maybe she wants him to be that my favorite line as well you already you already said it but i won't give you a dime all i have is time and you waste it like oh just just how relatable Ooh. is that you know what i mean like, no, it, it, like, and it's as, like a yeah. lot of and it's like a lot of
1: that goes in line with like your friends really hate me who it's like you know it 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 who it's thought kind we of got a here? look i'm like yeah you, i feel like we're all moving brainless out here it's like a lot of stuff doesn't make sense and maybe i'm not the best but you're also not the best person either yeah. like yeah
0: Oh, isn't it like one of my favorite things, not my fault, I shouldn't say favorite things, but one of the, one of the really great things about, uh, you know, when you're kind of rocky in a relationship or whatever, like, you know, let's say like, you know, looking back, if it's a relationship that's, you know, past, um, you know, you're not going to obviously love everyone's like, you know, all, all the friends of your significant other or like people. It's just the kind of that. I mean, it's very rare. I think that that happens, but you know, of course, of I think course, oftentimes like times it goes the other way around. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But also like when you're in that relationship, you gotta like, you, you gotta be, you know, you gotta be nice. You gotta be kind. You gotta be polite. You gotta kind of play that, play that role. And then once it starts to like completely go South and like, you know, maybe she's, he or she's criticizing you or whatever. And you're just like, you know what? Like I mean, oh, maybe she, he or she says, "Oh, like my friends didn't like you." Well, you know what? I didn't like your friends either. <laughs> you know right, like, right. They ain't yeah. gonna be my friends now. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I, I or love it's that like,
1: one. like, yeah. oh, go figure. Your friends don't like me. It's like, no, you know, yeah, they yeah. don't. They only know one side of me from what you've mm.
0: told them. That's true too. Exactly. So, I like. I think all that really just. I think the interpretation piece. Like, you can see it both ways, or or even both, or either or way, depending upon like the experiences that you've had and as a person so yeah i just think it's relatable it's accessible i love the funk the groove to it and just like of course like you said there's there's a there's a piece of hip-hop in it but it there it's really beyond that i mean it's it's Mm -hmm. i would almost i wouldn't even really a lot of times i wouldn't really categorize him hip-hop i know hills has more of like more rapping than 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 singing he's definitely rapping a little bit he's rapping a little bit yeah yeah he's 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 got the flow going but there the other songs for sure and in in his in his catalog definitely speak to more of a pop psychedelic funk even or like smooth rb he's again he's a big fan of like a guy like dominic Fike and um you know brock hampton things like that so like i I, the the influence is there like i hear that but you know he's—I think he's doing a very, um, putting a, like a proprietary spin on it on, it, on his own too. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you like the song as much as you do. Again, this is—I'm glad that you are into a song that um, is a little bit more outside of what you normally would maybe listen to. So that's really sweet.
1: Yeah, man. Something that's not boom it. bap. <laughs> something <that's laughs> not
0: boom bap lyrics over your head. Exactly. Nah.
1: Sometimes you need something else, man. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need something different, man.
0: Exactly. And speaking of something different, we got our final song here in this episode, and I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about this one, but this is uh, Sleeping Bella with Insatiable. that dropped of the same name not too long ago phoenix I'll hold my breath here i know you didn't really care for intentions because i know the i know the the vibe is a little similar not really like i would say there's definitely a lot of differences between this song and a song like uh, intentions with beliefs but what'd you think of insatiable by sleeping bella hey amen
1: i'm i'm honestly gonna i'm gonna break a rule right here of like what a good co-host should do and i'm gonna throw it back to you i don't want to start this one okay uh especially going off of how i started intentions i want i'm gonna actually let you go first and then i I, then you can react or i'll react react to to what you said you will have that back and forth
0: i like that okay so sleeping bella i've been a fan of hers for a little while she's worked with uh an artist like Mako who we're obviously a fan of uh spoiler alert like uh, Mako's song might be on the next episode uh for, or for sure will be on the next episode but and of course her song uh or to me his song with her lifelike actually as well made my top 10 uh or even top 20 I should say from last year as well so I've been a huge fan of Sleeping Bella um I really like this song, bro. I freaking love it. I, I, this is a song where like same similar situation with intentions. Where like late at night, dude, like you know, I, I think it fits really well in the in, in the background, um, as like by yourself and whatever. But I also feel like it has such a very dark, deep, uh, sort of vibe to it. I, I even so much I want to say too. This is probably the darkest song, darkest sounding song she's ever put out. Um, very much more of like a synth pop type of song for sure i think it's very meditative there's also even a little bit definitely a lot of synths in there a lot of synths a little bit even entrancing as well um, you know even though this is definitely like I, it has sleeping bella's sort of hand on it i can definitely hear how this is definitely much different than than what she's put out in the past definitely a lot darker as i mentioned so really uh you know credit to her for reinventing her sound a little bit on this one um, the synths are very much in your face on this one as you as you just pointed out and, um, and I, but then her vocals in reverb on the hook, I think are really pushed the forefront in the mix. I think it's just, I think it's amazingly gorgeous. I love her vocals on this. And I, I think her vocal performance is probably my favorite part of the song as a whole. And I think if you're an art, if you're someone that doesn't know sleeping Bella is not familiar with her, but this is the best way I could put it. Like, I'm not saying that she sounds again, it's kind of similar to what I said about with Dev Soder. Like, I'm not saying she sounds like any of these artists or that she is any of these artists or anything like that. But if you like the weekend, Halsey, FKA Twigs, like if I could like take those three and kind of mix them all together, I think that that's like kind of what it ends up kind of sounding like at the end of the day. And I think if you like any of those artists, I think this is a song that'd be pretty accessible for you that you would it would fit well in like a playlist with those artists. I think you it would if you could put it. In a playlist with those artists and it wouldn't necessarily like feel out of place or skip a beat so i love i love this song i love the vibe i love the aesthetic i think it's again it's dark but it's also really i think she um really contrasts it well and and juxtaposes it well with her vocals i think she's a beautiful vocalist just in general um very breathy very um you know in a a lot of ways so i i I love this a lot um really big fan and uh I'm, i'm nervous though because you you put it back on me. So what do you what do you what do you think of uh Sleepy Miller Insatiable?
1: Okay. Well there's no reason to be nervous. I the the track is solid. Oh. The track is solid. Okay. Um, you know, I think I definitely I have some gripes with it. Uh I'll start with like what I like. Um I think the uh maybe actually I'm gonna go back. I'll start with what I didn't like. Um and I, I don't even want to say that. That's a little bit too frank. It's like it's not even necessarily like what I didn't like. That's for like a lack of a better term. It's just, it's just critiques, critiques that I had. Um, And I it's first of all, it's runs for 44 minutes and 46 seconds. It, yeah, it, 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 it's a long track. It is a little it's long five minutes. It's five minutes and it has a slow buildup and kind of a slow resolution. Um, so I think like there could have been some some space chopped up on both ends just to make it like even when you just look at the the runtime before you press play on your phone or on YouTube, uh, it, it's a it's a little daunting, and I think it also, again, this is a part of my critiques. I think kind of overstays its welcome a little bit. I I think I kind of got the point of it after a while, and that's that's one critique. And I can see uh, that the and and that's probably actually really my only critique is that I felt like it dragged out um and and there was parts of it like I said especially towards the end of the song where the lyrics weren't necessarily really doing it for me and um at that point I had already gotten like a good dose of how great of a vocalist she is that the song was just a little long and, and it lost my attention and the only reason you know i'm only giving this one to be honest about my reaction you know but also this is can maybe be some constructive criticism and i do think it takes away from a track when you have certain parts of the song where you're like i just tune out at that point you know yeah but kind of what we've talked about before is setting definitely plays a part into your the perception of of music and your the enjoyability of it um and maybe this could definitely not maybe but this definitely has some nice ambiance to it and something i could have in the background so going to what i do like about it tons of cool dark ominous synths kind of like you said i i think the the delays and the reverbs also sound like very crisp and like clear and clean and they and they have they they add the effect that i think they're like the intended effect was accomplished, you know what I mean? I, so I think she got that, or, or the team that also was behind the mixing and engineering got that. And Sleeping Bella herself definitely has very, very, very beautiful vocals. And I'm not uh, unfamiliar with her, because you've you've spoke about her. You've also put her on a couple of your lists, so I have heard her before. And I've always come away with, uh, you know, I haven't personally listened to a lot of her music, but I've always come away with, like, damn, that girl can sing. Um, I you know, right here I have written down very, very beautiful vocals, uh very angelic kind angelic of so kind work. of sound to her because it's that soft, like and and it, and it kind of plays into the aesthetic, the sleeping Bella. It's kind of this sleepy, soft uh moans from like what feels like could be from the heavens above or from from, from like some souls from very, very, very very deep below beneath <laughs> the earth's core like it you know what i mean it has that almost otherworldly kind of vocals uh um, this it. is not just for me like you know kissing ass to make up for what i'm saying before like, no no she you really know. delivered this uh really well um and, and i like that a lot uh and then i for some reason i, I don't know why i insatiable i thought was a, a just a really cool word for a track and then I saw that she had the whole project out. And I saw then I just googled the word insatiable one to I'll admit it to double check, I knew what it meant, right? <laughs> and like, and I had a feeling I knew that it was uh, a kind of like an appetite you can't, uh, you can never really uh, satisfy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I saw that uh, there's a movie I don't know if you know this, Mike. There's a movie called Insatiable that actually is starring oh. Debbie Ryan from Jesse, that Disney show. I don't know okay. if you ever heard of that. But it's an old Disney show, Jessie, that has Debbie Ryan in it, and this movie, Insatiable, has her starring in it, and it's about this. Which I thought, with like the the cover art that she has on YouTube with it, and kind of the aesthetic she has of like she looks like this, you know, Sleeping Bella, Sleeping Beauty, Bella, like kind of this dark Disney princess kind of vibe. So when I saw that Insatiable came up as this movie that's a dark comedy about uh, a girl who wants to be a pageant contestant. Like she wants to be a beauty pageant contestant, but uh, it, it like eventually like leads to her, fe- you know, going through some unhealthy mental things of trying to, as I'm, I'm assuming anybody who's participated in beauty pageants struggle with. Um, and like I said, I don't know if this is directly related or intentional, but it felt like it worked uh, insatiable. The movie. So I, I'll, because I don't know if it's related necessarily, i'll move on kind of quickly but uh it had to do with you know somebody who was uh this is just somebody's looking for beauty or is pursuing or has this uh desire to feel beautiful um but is constantly in um you know kind of facing just struggling with their perception of themselves um which i thought fit kind of also the theme of the song you know what yeah. i mean uh where there's things to be desired and or there's a certain appetite for how you want to feel how you want to look and and move throughout the world but you can't quite always get it Or there's a certain reaction you want from a significant other but their 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 appetite or what they desire from you is insatiable and like mm-hmm. maybe it's just unachievable or you have this appetite for someone else that you you are so hooked that you, you desire them at all times, that your appetite for them is insatiable. So that's uh, you know, me flexing that I know what the word insatiable means, but also uh, <laughs> what, what, Use it in context. I, I, I thought Yeah, but I thought I thought it tied in well. Again, so I don't know if that's intentional by her with the whole Debbie Ryan movie thing. Um but the the song was beautiful. I thought it ran a little long. I, I didn't particularly come away with anything besides kind of plays on in terms of like the songwriting besides kind of plays on having an insatiable kind of appetite or desire for something or someone um so that th- i would have liked a little bit more from the songwriting of it all but again maybe i didn't catch it um and yeah but i i do have i do have a a uh a line written down here um is it wrong to be sad when once there was a deadly sin that spiraled out into the wind. And I thought, you know, I don't even, I'm not going to cap. I don't even necessarily know what that means, but damn, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, uh, but yeah, that's and that's kind of almost the vibe I was getting throughout the whole song. I, I wasn't completely understanding where we were going with it. And then with how long it was, I felt like, all right, we could wrap this up a little bit soon, but damn, throughout the whole thing, it was like beautiful and almost like ominously beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I think in a lot of ways, uh, the fact that you said otherworldly, I think that's a great way to describe it. I think you described it actually very well. Um, I n- now looking at it, it, m- it, maybe is a little bit long. I don't I don't disagree. Especially, I th- it's funny you say that though, because like I think that's it's only long for today you know what i mean because there were many four to five minute songs that came out 10 15 20 30 years ago definitely
1: oh definitely and i mean there was eight nine minute tracks coming out from early hip-hop like oh people just went forever
0: and i will say this there is a part of it that even though it's a little more angelic in the hook and the chorus than it is throughout the rest There is a little bit of a, I'll almost go in the sense of like um, what I said a little bit about Jonas's uh, motivation. My one critique of that song was a little bit tonal. So I I do see that as being a little bit tonal. Maybe there would have been um, maybe a more dynamic uh, part to the song that would have maybe broken up that four and a half minutes. Or maybe if it had been two and a half to three, then there's really not an issue here. And I think similarly with something like what Dev Soder did with Brainless, that's two minutes and you're like, you're begging you for more. It's almost that weird dichotomy where it's like you would almost prefer it to be two minutes. So that way you're begging for more versus like four and a half minutes. And you're getting a little bit not bored, but just right. like you're, you're getting a little bit. Yeah, you um, want to leave on a high
1: note, though, yeah. versus kind of leaving on. Yeah, not bored, but it, it almost gets a little convoluted towards the end if, mm-hmm. if we've run the song out, mm-hmm. you know,
0: for a yeah. while yeah if that makes any sense no it does it does but overall man i think what bella is able to accomplish on this song is just i think it's gorgeous i'm so like enamored with her as an artist and her sound so i I, this is something that i definitely like the put it this way for me the four and a half minutes doesn't bother me i can see how it could bother others and like especially if this isn't like a genre that you like listen to all the time or love like you know how i mentioned you know that i feel it's like you know people people that like the weekend, halsey and fka twigs like if you liked any of those artists i'm not saying she sounds like any of them but like if you like any of those artists um you know Sonic. definitely in your ballpark it would be in your ballpark and mm. i love those three artists so that's maybe why i gravitate towards it a little bit more but overall like you know judging you know all of it just encompassing i think i mean i think you said a lot of great things about it too and i wouldn't even necessarily call those critiques or 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 Criticisms. They're more just like, I think, constructive criticisms than anything. And I think that's really the point of what you and I are doing this whole. You know, even with all these songs, whether it's we're talking about local or national music, it's, you know, one, it's constructive criticism. I don't want to bash anything unless it's like six, nine or something that's just freaking ridiculous. I'm not going to bother. with that. (laughs) But also, also, though, I
1: love I love that. Mike just like throws the sub to six, nine like, yo, turntable teachers is not
0: with that. We do not. (laughs) We do not approve of anything that's like six, nine. So we don't approve of that around here. But I will say this, too is again, this is all personal preference. Like you and I, like we have a lot of overlapping, like genre, like, uh, like taste as well. And what we, what we like, but you and I also like very different things as well in, in a lot of ways. So I think that that's, that's why I think you and I doing this, it, it's a good back and forth because, you know, you're making me see things that I don't normally see and and obviously vice versa. So like with that, it, it's definitely a, it, vice versa. It, it, absolutely. So I think that that part is really great about it. And, and, you know, I, I, I'll be curious to see what, like, other people think about not only about these songs, but, like, our opinions of them, too. Like, where do you guys fall? And, that's, and we encourage you to drop us a comment on any of these songs, what you think of them. You know, are we so off-base that it's not even funny? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Or just in general, like, what would you, like, to say about these songs and how much do you like them or dislike them or whatever the case? So, but, you know, all-encompassing, I want to say, well, as, as we kind of conclude this this episode is a uh, you know, big shout-out to Massachusetts and everybody that's doing their thing and creatively, like regardless of whether we loved or liked or disliked or whatever about your songs or whatever it critiques, like, the fact that you're putting out your art for our consumption and for our criticism. You're
1: making something. You're
0: making something. Exactly. It doesn't matter. You're making yeah. something. And Y'all are out exactly. there. You guys
1: are in the arena versus just like watching. So mm-hmm. that's always
0: respect to the highest level thousand percent and they're and honestly like you're impacting somebody out there and somebody I think and I, my, my hope is that people hear this episode and it and they find a new song that they really really like like there's a song on this out of this crop that they're like damn this is from Massachusetts or like or if you're from Massachusetts or if you're not if you're listening to this from a completely different state like oh this is what Massachusetts has to offer like this is what they got going on like in the indie scene like I hope that I encourage you to continue not only you know, checking out our, our reviews because hopefully you know, you'll find something that you like. Uh, but also, you know, going, digging through indie scenes, whether it's in your own hometown or a home state or going out and finding out other what other states and, and regions of the country are, are doing musically. I think it's, uh, I know there's so much music out there, it's hard to, you know, cover it all or or listen, even listen to it right. all. But, you know, that's the hope, man. That's, that's, that's the goal with this. And I hope you guys enjoyed our kind of critiques or, or not even critiques, I guess just, our commentary, I would even say. I wouldn't even necessarily say it. Right. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and right. The same way we would... De- it's fun for us, and this is why we do the podcast anyways, is right. deconstructing music. This is what's so... I, I love it. It's mm. it's fascinating. It you is. know what I mean? And even, even listening to something that you think is a work in progress or has a lot of room for improvement does not mean you don't enjoy the song either. Mm. So, and and we also want to be fair and and honest and realistic and the same way we would do it with some national artist who has never heard of us before is the same way. We're trying to keep it real, keep it, you know what I mean? Keep it G with all the artists Mm -hmm. that we got, uh, reviewing on these podcasts today. And I gotta say, man, in, in episode one or parts, part one of this, it's a pretty diverse group of songs man like the the massachusetts music scene i i think we have a very hybrid kind of style and a hybrid kind of hip-hop and then we also have people who don't even do hip-hop at all that uh or do their thing well so mm-hmm. i i think this is a really good showing for for massachusetts in general and, and part one And i can't wait for part two honestly because there are some bangers
0: in part two absolutely and of course if you are just like coming on to us for the first time like as we said at the beginning of this episode subscribe follow us all right for more and uh we'll be back we'll be doing this again and again big shout out to the massachusetts music scene we want to of course recognize these artists and at least give them a space where they you know their music is being not only heard but you know really really listened to and really like dissected because you all deserve it in your own in your own way and Definitely. drop us a comment let us know what you think about these songs and of course if you like any of them make sure you go follow them and support these 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 guys and gals because they're doing a lot of great things for the scene and that's really it man and I, yeah I, I agree with everything you said as well i'm excited for part two this was officially like our reboot of massachusetts music review it was formerly called boston Artists review and now it is I, I i needed to rebrand it and reinvent because I am not branded, baby. I am not perfect either. I got that critique. It's like, don't call it Boston Artist Review because not everyone's from Boston. I'm like, you're absolutely right about that. Re- retooling it, renaming it. Yeah. Mass and Western
1: Mass means. is making some noise, baby. Shout out Paper City. Shout out Robbie. <laughs> shout out <laughs> Ish. Shout out Jonas. Yes, sir. DK.
0: You know, all of them. The crowd. Yep. And we got more coming very soon. So, of course, follow us at Turntable Teachers and follow these guys. And thank you guys for tuning in. And we hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, we'll be back soon with more. And without further ado, I'm Mike. I'm Phoenix. for the turntable teachers and class is officially dismissed. What's going on everyone? I'm Mike. I'm Benny Blanco. I had
1: to do it. I had to do it.